Welcome back, folks. Welcome to the Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe Podcast. I am Chris Evans, also known as Gravel Shits. With me always is Trevor Alstrom. What is your name, sir? Speak up, if Gorgeous George. Gorgeous George, he is. And with us today, it's always a pleasure, Michael. Howdy, howdy. Hey, it's Mike. How you guys been today? Doing well. Yeah? yeah. Sunshines and rainbows, I hope. Definitely sunshine at the very least, man. Yeah. It's pretty hot. nice warm day out in Oregon. We got record heat today. I, I feel bad for both of you guys. Why? Because you guys had to work today. That happens. Sometimes you got to work in the sun. You got to be grateful for the sunny days and, you know, tell the rainy days to go fuck themselves sometimes. Actually, I must say, I'm pretty grateful to my boss. This is officially the first kitchen I have ever worked in that had working air conditioning. Yeah, I've worked in a lot of restaurants, too, and sometimes the fucking air conditioners are always breaking. That's bullshit. And it's such a tough environment to, uh... It's such a tough environment to sit there and fucking work in. Because as the day goes on, it gets warmer and warmer. Right, just stand in front of grills or ovens or whatever. Fryers, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's hot. It's hot out there, folks. Drink a lot of water. Water balloon fights and and hydrated orgies. (laughs) So how was your day, Trevor? It It was good overall. Yeah? What'd you do? uh, As he walks away from the microphone. I'm sitting here talking to him. He's like, I'll walk away now. (laughs) My name is Trevor, and what I did today was I listened to metal music and went... Uh, My name is Trevor. I am a T-500. Come back from the future to fucked up this podcast twice. Assholes. Uh, He had to get some agua. Yeah, I realized I was thirsty. Sorry. So so let's start this off by addressing the elephant in the room. Trevor is stoned out of his mind. I am really high. (laughs) Sorry. The problem is, is he likes to hang out and have a good time, like I we do. all do. Hi. Um, and he was hanging out with Michael earlier, and Michael handed him uh, a nice, a nice uh, edible drink, uh, root beer of sorts, I guess. A uh, ginger beer, right? Uh, uh, actually, this one was a cherry uh, vanilla. Soda. Damn it! Cherry uh, vanilla, yeah. All right. And it was a hundred milligrams uh, soda, so it was, yeah. a, it was a big, uh, heavy one. It was strong. Yeah, usually like the standard is fifty milligrams <laughs> for an edible out here, but you know you can get hundred milligrams. I think they upped the dosage. Yes. I think it was like last year or the year before. Oh yeah. Um, from fifty to hundred. And the second they started selling them in hundreds, I started buying them in hundreds. Yeah. No, and dude, I just want to do that one day. I want to roll into a dispo and spend like two hundred dollars on edibles. And just get so many edibles. I like to just keep a, like a six packs worth in my fridge all the time, you know? It's good to have them. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of too is having can of butter around the house. Mm, if you I'm make can of butter at the crib, it's awesome to have. And you can, pre- you can pretty much put it into anything and you can make spread out of it. Like I used to make it and I'd put it on toast in the morning. Oh, yeah. And dude, it was so good. It gets you nice and buzzed. You weren't too high. Well, and that'd be great for me because I am far more of a savory kind of guy than I am a sweet guy. Yeah. Like, I really do not have a sweet tooth, and it's hard to find savory edibles, you know? Yeah, yeah, especially in the market today. Like, the way they make a lot of edibles are, like, gummy versions, Mm -hmm. chocolates, you know. Um, It's going to be a little bit longer before I think we just start to see, you know, something besides cookies or brownies Mm -hmm. or, you know... They have fucking Rice Krispie treats. Why not you potato know. chips, though? Chips are an interesting one. They have popcorn. You know, so they have caramel popcorn, popcorn no, that's medicated. Because um, you see, that's, the, that's just the caramel that's medicated. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think like they do it with, like, caramel. there's got to be a way to just put it into normal shit. Like, a well, seasoning packet yeah, or something. You could pro- uh, the thing is, it's like, pro- it probably has something to do with heat regulation if you were to put it in, like... Something that was a seasoning packet. Maybe. I mean... I mean, if you could make fucking THC infused Top Ramen, I would be all about that. You imagine, dude, like, Top Ramen fucking uh, seasoning packs with THC in them? God, I would probably do that. Way too many. Fucking college students would never go to class. (laughs) Yeah. They'd just always be fucked up. Like Trevor. Sorry. Trevor's so apologetic, too. Tell the people why you're sorry. 
So I'm really high and I'm being very silly right now. Ah, you're a goofball. I'm sorry. It's no problem being a goofball, man. Tell the people what you want to tell them. just want to say hello, everybody. Hey. And we're going to have some pretty cool shit to talk about. Like when I got creative. Trevor got creative while he was getting stoned. And Michael and I both did. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> I'm just coming off of work. I smoked a whole joint on the way home and I'm fucking sitting here and I'm like, yeah, I'm stoned, but you guys are on another level. <laughs> I was bringing a joint for us to smoke, but now that I see I'm you sorry, two, man. I'm about to. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're good. You stoned balloons. I didn't realize I was trying to go that hard today. Just Trevor said, "I wake up and I piss excellence." <laughs> Goddamn right I do. So what you got for topics today, boy? So we could start off real quick with. Uh, Got Michael Metzger back again. Howdy again. Hello, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we just did that. Yep. Move down. All right. <laughs> we have the, um, ooh, and local news, something that happened in national news real quick. Yeah. Is uh, in Milwaukee, there is a giant parade of uh, over 200 nudist bicyclists. Oh, that, shit. That rode through Milwaukee, <laughs> Wisconsin. What do they call it? They call it the uh, World Naked Bike Ride. And oh, it's, that's it's happened. Be in, it's thing. happened in two hundred cities already. Oh my and, god! And they do it to, they do it to. Official reasons are pro, they're protesting, the use of oil and global warming, and also just people just being free. There was a dude in Portland that tried that gen- shit. Yeah. And the cops pulled him over, and we're they were like, like not "Put in our some town. fucking pants on you." So crazy actually, person. they did start doing them in Portland. I know because both my parents have done them. <laughs> Well, there was a guy trying Damn. to do it. He had a bunch of like signs on his bike, you know, stop know. global warming and shit. It's so fucking crazy. Portland's a nut house. Uh, yep, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, it could be a little less crazy, I think. No, I mean, Portland's Florida, nuts you know enough. Crazy is like. Yeah, exactly, and that's the problem, man. Is everybody <laughs> needs to dial back the crazy in this country a little bit? Yes. We got all worked up over the last few years with a crazy president, a weird war we were still in that we should have never been in, a bunch of shit going on in Yemen. I don't even want to get started on Yemen. <laughs> Dude, not to mention, I was like, watching Dave Smith last night. He was, he was doing a bunch of politic com- uh, comedy. I was like, oh, shit. I'm learning stuff. I might actually like that. Is it John Stewart-like, kind of? Or? Oh, Dave Smith has his you know political views. He's a libertarian, right? Exactly. He yeah. is a libertarian. But he's so well-spoken, and he makes his points very valid, you know? And he just uses the current events and kind of what's going on to fucking back up his argument. He's just smart it's, dude. it's a basic, you know, way to describe why we're fucking up. <laughs> yeah, the reasons why and the things that the people don't know. Yeah, that's the problem, man. The media shows you just what you want to know. Yep. You know, they never want to show you fucking the craziness that goes on behind the shadows. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. I'm blowing minds here, man. I'm talking to two stoners, and they can't handle outside reality right now. (laughs) I'm glad to have you here, folks. That is pretty crazy. And Trevor, you put down the book. You did put down. You need the book. Holy (laughs) tongue. Yeah. It's like a Megadeth album. All right. Next one. It's been hot. So uh, stay hydrated. Just your local weather. It's we already said this one, man. Well, it's, down the it's page. so important. We we'll got topics. Right. We got topics, folks. Ad lib but Trevor's a little stoned. Challenge. Go. Oh damn. Okay, you want me to add a little bit of IQ? Okay. Wait, what um, is it? He challenged me. Uh, wait, challenge. wait. Explain what this is before so, you do it. A haiku is. Yeah, it's five, seven, some, five, yeah, or some yeah, shit. It's a poem or some shit. And while we were stoned the other day, I mentioned that I wrote some when I was in a uh, fucking school, and Trevor told me he wanted me to add them <laughs> on, on the fucking thing. And I said, well, fuck it, I'll do it. Well, to ask this, were you stoned? Yes, always. Ah, it's always a good thing. All right, I wasn't cool. at work. That's cool. the times that I'm stoned, so. When I wake up, I'm stoned. When I go to bed, I'm stoned. When I sleep, I'm in between stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I'm supposed to do? Like jazz hands? Like, yeah. yeah. That's a haiku. Yeah, that's haiku, I think. He's doing oh, no, that. No. Oh, no. Damn it, Trevor. Turn the fucking oven off. He's trying to make dinner, which is really nice. 
But this motherfucker can't just let it be. He's got to have timers on top of timers to make sure that everything's just right. God damn it, Trevor. You, you tried too hard, bro. I love you guys. All right. The heat of the day. The heat The sun is shining on. in your face. I want, to, I want to cool down. There you go. So you're just making haikus up? Is that what No, there it was. I did one. <laughs> Took me a second. Again, my stoned brain had to re-fucking... Man, this topic sucks. <laughs> Why are we doing weird haikus? Dude, again, we were stoned as shit. Exactly, and it sounds great. I, I, I guarantee it to you guys. It sounds amazing. <laughs> but I but I'm just listening, and I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> what is going on? I honestly forgot that guys, Trevor guys, had taken Guys, let's just put this that. into perspective. I smoked a whole joint on the way home. A real nice one. And I came in feeling okay. These guys are on another planet. It is crazy. <laughs> Dude, for a second I was worried I was going to be way too stoned, but I managed to... I, my body managed to oh, go, no, I can do this. Yes, I was feeling good, and as soon as I got here, I was like, ah, oh, shit. Rut-row, Shaggy. <laughs> there was something in that sandwich. <laughs> there was definitely something in that soda. Well, I guess I'm going to have to run the podcast now, folks, because I'm the only slightly sober one. <laughs> No, he won't. He's going to say he's going to help out, and then he won't. <laughs> All right, let's get into something cool. All right, press him down. Yeah, that's what you say now. <laughs> Feud with the Beatles band and Tolkien? Yeah. R.R. Tolkien? Yeah. So Michael? apparently... So Michael's got a crazy story. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. The problem was I told a bunch of crazy stories and Trevor what took notes on them. <laughs> so there was uh, apparently there was uh, there's a story of, for that told by Peter Jackson, the man who made the Lord of the Rings movies. That when he bought the rights, there was a slight issue with the original uh, for a while because the Beatles had tried to buy the rights back in like the forties to the Lord of the Rings. So they wanted they were going to hire like um, some big name fucking director at the time uh, to direct. The Lord of the Rings, uh, where musical. they would star the musical. as the the uh, roles. Well, I mean, Tolkien's work has music in it. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes. Honestly, the Lord, fucking Hobbit's a musical. Uh, but so anyway, crazy. Uh, but so they weren't allowed to buy the rights though, because J.R.R. Tolkien refused to let the Beatles buy them. And apparently, it wasn't because he didn't like their music. It was because he lived across the hall from them at one point in like a fucking apartment complex, and they used to fucking practice in the middle of the night when he was trying to sleep. Yeah, I bet, motherfucker, you're trying to be the Beatles. Right. So, so this story. guy had to suffer a few years so that the Beatles could be perform, uh, could be real. Yep. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck R. R. Tolkien. His weird name. I can't say it. Yeah, no, that's a stupid. A that's a stupid that way point. to uh, he was to hold a grudge against somebody. You know, just because you were inconvenienced, maybe he didn't have the nuts to go over and bang on their door and be like, "Keep it down, you fucking kids." I mean, knowing him, he probably did it all the time, and the Beatles just didn't care. <laughs> I don't know what to do, man. You I mean, fucking if, if you were the Beatles, shoot one of them, man, they were gonna care. get shot anyways. Wow. That was a good joke. You would have took one out early. You would have never had this problem, the Beatles. <laughs> you would have figured it out. But man, no, fuck that. If you have a bad neighbor, you should try to figure that out. Like, don't fucking just be a bitter old piece of shit. Mm. I'm holding on to my rights. You can't have it. He was British, and that's probably part of the problem. British suck. Yeah. British are great Irish. When, they're, when they're like... Doing British stuff, they're like drinking tea and like saluting Big Ben or whatever they do, you know. But other than that, man, British people are kind of annoying. They're just too passive. They're like Canada. I mean, I like uh, British comedy a lot of the time. I hate Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais sucks. He's He's a British comedian. Oh, see the short one. Yeah, he He was on the. I'm not a big fan of him either. The British Office. We talked about this before, but the Mighty Boosh. That was a great yeah. show. Yeah. You haven't seen the Mighty Boosh? Dude. Whoa. I'm surprised. Yeah, that's a show you should I watch. I'm shocked, over. actually. Truly. We'll have to show you some of it one day. Some I think you'll fucking. You'll epic. Like it. it was some epic 
British humor from like when we were teenagers. Yeah, so. I'm intrigued now because I, I mean, I've seen Early a lot of British comedy series, things like Blackadder and Red Dwarf and Monty Python's Flying Circus and. Well, this yes, yeah, this, this happened like. Two thousand and six. Yeah, so it's fifteen plus years old. I mean, I was seven years old then. Yeah, it's kind of like when. Uh, yeah, but it's weird adult comedy, but it's it's very obscure. And there's a bunch of random shit that keeps happening during the episodes, like stuff that shouldn't happen, obviously. But yeah, no, the Mighty Boo, shout out to the creators of that. That was a weird one. I think the dude's named Lemmy or something. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. What'd you say the name of the show was again? The Mighty Boosh. The Mighty Boosh. Probably find it on YouTube or something. Lemmy, not like They used to play on uh, Adult Swim real late at night. Yeah, dude. Hmm. I do remember that. Yeah. Like, we'd come around Aqua Teen Hunger Force mm-hmm. around oh, that time. Yeah. I like that time. And the Metalocalypse so, would happen, and like, hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Haiku poem challenge. What the fuck? All right, Trevor, I want to hear the album review. Okay. Some Brazilian death metal, he says. Yes, I got you. I like, I like uh, Trevor's... Uh, ear for uh, South American uh, hard rock. He, he definitely has an ear for it. And uh, these guys, I guess, are the predecessors to Simple Tura. Yeah. So Trevor's going to go ahead and show us some good uh, hard rock from them. They came before Simple Tura? Uh, after. Right, right after. They're the predecessors. No, predecessors means they came before. All right. So what's the successor? Successor. successor. I'm sorry. I'm a little stoned, too. <laughs> hey, we're doing good. We're all pretty fucking stoned. We're doing good. Nope, we're not off the rails just yet. called Christian and it's spelled uh, K-R-I-S-I-U-N and the album is Southern Storm and that song was Origin of Terror. Origin, wait, what is it? Origin of Terror? Origin of Terror. They're, they're a band that started in the uh, late 90s and they're from Brazil. Okay. So nice. They, they, when they were really young, they used to, when they were young, they used to open for Sepultura all the time and they'd tour around with like them and Slayer and shit. Wow. So they did some badass shit. Yeah, it was pretty heavy, man. I liked it, though. You know, it's yeah. crazy how some uh, South American people, man, they really love some hard rock. They do. You know, next to, like, uh, their national music or whatever, they usually have, like, reggaeton or something like that. Or they'll have, like, cumbia. And cumbia, yeah. No, it, it's, it's interesting how the dynamics play out because I guess you don't really need to speak a language to appreciate metal. No. Yeah, no. You know, no, it's it's more instrumental and stuff. I've heard mind blowing stuff from like Japan. I've yeah, heard, I've heard my I've heard some uh, like crazy like speed and like hardcore punk. I've heard some like crazy just metal from Africa. Sure, pretty good death metal and the like, rains down in Africa. Yeah, dude. And then you show me some crazy stuff from the middle. Blessing some like rains down in Africa. Yeah, no, there's yeah, and there's crazy shit everywhere. Russia, Middle East. Oh, that's pretty badass metal. Trevor's gonna go on a world tour just to see a bunch of crazy bands in different countries. That'd be sick. <laughs> That'd be amazing. He's gonna fly private, man. You folks need to make it happen. Please yeah. get us some sponsors. Yeah, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot afford this. So. He's trying, man, but you guys need to make it happen. The fly private. Send your money to. No, no, no. no. Send Cash me. app. No, send me the economics in the back next to the fat, smelly lady and the uh, messy baby. 
There's also like the grouchy old man on the other side of the aisle. Okay, That's that went one. nowhere. I have no idea what he was just saying, folks. I apologize for him. <laughs> for the airplane ride. Oh, man. Put me in the back. <laughs> he wants to ride the back of the plane, folks. <laughs> He's like, the safest spot is the back, technically. These are the cheapest, too. No safer anywhere than, than you are anywhere else. Like, the problem is I got with fucking... Uh, not flying private is that uh you know you gotta wait for people to get off of a plane fuck that flying first class is just barely above economy i'm all about private flights man i i, I don't do it but i'm all about it you know i don't if, have the money but if but, you suddenly did but if i did like, private flights like, man chris low-key get i want sushi a thousand feet in the air bro I want the, want the takeoff. The takeoff, and the girl's trying to serve me sushi. She's just falling down the plane. <laughs> oh, shit. Anywho. All right. Yeah, I like that one. So what do you what do you got about uh, the cult of the claw? Uh, Where's that coming from? All right. This is another one of those crazy stories that Michael gets to tell. Yes. So there is, like, this group of uh, people who are actually, they're doing this thing for environmental awareness. It's actually, like, a good cause and shit. Yeah, that's how it all starts. Yep, dude, it's always how it starts. It's how they get you. Tim Jones. <laughs> yeah, shout out. No, but it's, it's all Charlie about Murphy. Uh, cleaning up the oceans. And it's called um, so, uh, the, something about the lobster god. The legendary lobster god. And it's, all, it's called the cult of the claw, you told me. That's, that was the name that I came up with when I could remember it. But, okay. uh, basically, it's this group who's dedicated to trying to get this lobster to grow as large as possible. Because uh, So if you don't know this... Lobsters don't stop growing as they get older, and it's like they stop being able to shed their skin. And you don't say. Out. Well, you know that's really interesting to hear, but uh, sometimes fire engines are loud as fuck. How are your engines good? Oh, that was so loud. Uh, in case you folks don't notice, a fire engine just went by. <laughs> it was so open. hilarious because the window Michael's, open gets this hot. Michael's like, yeah, the claw to the claw. <laughs> And he's like, but what ends up happening is that... So basically, lobsters never stop getting bigger until they're... They Jump back into it, man. Don't even acknowledge that fire nope. truck. Fuck. <laughs> fuck them kids. So, uh, the fucking... Uh, the lobster keeps growing, and their thing is that they're trying to help it shed its skin over and over so it never dies from getting crushed by it. So it keeps growing bigger and bigger. That's crazy. Yeah. And what, what do they want to do once it gets super big? What do they, what do they want to do? Well, suppose the joke is that they're worshipping it there as their god. <laughs> That's some Cthulhu worship right. right there. That's <laughs> goddamn Cthulhu worship. What about uh, what about that crazy freaking uh, religion they got for the flying spaghetti monster yeah. in space? Uh, Pastafarians. Pastafarians. I know a little bit about this, actually. So crazy. It started in San Francisco, of course, just like where Jim Jones started around the same time this one's more of like a religious freedom exercise though yeah they just it's they they're they 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 slightly take it serious but they're pretty much joking but their whole thing is that literally a flying spaghetti monster monster man spaghetti that lives in this flying sauce will come down and solve all the problems of the world i mean i've heard crazier stories yeah there you go Stranger <laughs> things between heaven and earth than you or I have seen. I made a great joke the other night about conversions. Or it was this morning, right? We were talking about converting. Uh, we, we just recently this morning figured out how to upload to you guys. So we're going to be uh, making more episodes and getting them to you as soon as we can. And Check we're going to work on a video element and possibly uh, some pictures and stories and such. We'll, we'll figure it all out. We're, we're in the we're in the planning phase. We're not executing just yet. <laughs> like the baby that's getting ready about to jump out of the nest. We're the baby. We're like, the baby oh, that's shit. been lifting weights for fucking a year. <laughs> and he's ready to beat up fucking Muhammad Ali. <laughs> you can't hit me, bro. I'm a baby. <laughs> you hit a baby, you're going to jail. He just gets fucked up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the racist eagle. He's like, man, I'm just dancing around this baby. <laughs> oh shoot! All right, I got a movie uh, review. Movie review. Coming to you live. What do you got for us? 
So I watched uh, Ford versus Ferrari mm-hmm. the oh, other nice. day, and that was not a bad movie. Uh, it had Matt Damon, Christian Bale in it, um, and it basically goes on the story of Carroll Shelby and how he helped Ford develop uh, the Ford GT, which uh, won uh, four grand, uh, four tour. What is it called? It's called the Le Mans. That's the, oh, race, the race, the 24-hour Le Mans. Yeah, it's a famous race. Yeah, there, basically yeah. nobody had really been able to beat Ferrari in years because their cars are so fucking tuned and well. They, they have a crazy good racing team. Um, but apparently the dude that owned Ferrari pissed off Ford. And he was like, well, I'll dump a ton of money into a car and hire a crazy dude to fucking engineer it. And then I'll hire a crazy dude to drive it. You want to make a guess where all those engineers came from? Oh yeah, Germany. Nazi Germany. There was a. Uh, there was actually a reference to that in the movie. Because yep. they were uh, trying to convince. Uh, he was trying to basically say that we're going to war with Ferrari, and what he did was he was like pointing down to uh, the factory and he was like, "See that factory over there?" And he goes, "We put out planes and and engines for planes all during this time in the war." You know, like he was explaining how he did it. He's like, "I'm ready for battle." Yeah, it was real stupid. But uh, the movie's a car guy movie, definitely. If you're into racing, if you're into cars, uh, there's an interesting story with Carroll Shelby and his driver. Um, but it is weird to me because I've never really known too much about Carroll Shelby. And in the movie, they make him really seem like a like asshole, kind of. I don't know how much of a piece of shit he was or wasn't, but I don't know. It was a weird movie. Uh, I liked it. In the end, Ford ended up beating Ferrari. And uh, they did it, not consecutively, but they did it for like the next four years. Um, And then I think, you know, somebody else won, maybe Ferrari again. But they basically shut up the Italians. Yeah, fuck you, Italianos. Something like that. And then uh, Ford went on to be a piece of shit company anyways. (laughs) Yeah. But out of out of ten rolls of fil- reels of film, probably like a six or seven. Wasn't a bad watch. It was just kind of a movie I, I didn't really feel like it was necessary. But you know, that shit's something. What do you think, Trevor? He's so stoned, folks. I think that sounds like an awesome movie. It is a pretty cool racing movie. It's based on a true story. No, I, 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 I want to watch it. I would like to watch it. It's definitely worth a watch if you got the time, if you got the rhymes. I'll pick an update probably this week. I'll watch it. <laughs> Watching him struggle through that sentence was awesome, folks. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize for making him like this. Uh, well, you sorry. know, you live and you learn. Let's talk more about that. We'll throw away the paperwork for now. Getting stoned's pretty awesome. How many times in your life have you ever been stoned and you realize that you're too high? Many times. Too many to many, count. Many too times. many fucking times. I can count. There were times. Uh, when... Maybe four or five. Okay. Four or five. Yeah. Were, were you? I got a pretty strong constitution. Were you driving? Yeah, you do. No, I don't drive. So you've never. He was flying, man. He was so high. He was was so high. Uh, I did once uh, smoke a bunch of weed and then sit on the bus and I was smoked way too much and I started like getting the cold sweats and I almost vomited. That'll happen sometimes. If you smoke enough cannabis, uh, it can definitely have a a puking effect. Once you vomit, you just feel way better. Like you, you're uh, when you vomit, you get endorphins released in your uh, brain. So it's uh, similar to like getting drunk or something. It's like a runner's high. Kind of. You get endorphins when you puke because your body is um, trying to get it out of your system, basically, whatever's hurting you. But yeah, I don't know. What about you, Trevor? When's a story you got about being too stoned besides right now? Okay. Uh, Good one. When I was going to do fire... I was uh, cold for my first wildland fire, and the night before, the, the night before, I was I got called out all of a sudden. But I uh, smoked some hash we had found in this container. We were doing 
we were like doing cutting down trees and doing stuff by the the sand dunes by the ocean. And we smoked it that night at the river, and then I went and played music with some friends, and then I just like felt like I was melting in the music room. <laughs> and they were like all these guys. You had one dude who like was doing like some hardcore hip hop background. He was, he was trying to do like the the whole like notorious B.I.G. thing. And this other guy was just drumming, and then I was just shredding along. It was good, and then uh, went terrible. Oh no! But I got too high, and uh, the next morning when I got called out, I went blind in the lunchroom, and I had to have a good buddy grab me. What do you mean you went blind? What the fuck? I literally went blind. I was in the lunchroom. I was getting my food, and I was—I just sat down, and I just couldn't see. I I went black. What's wrong with you? Dude, it was terrifying. Did you oh my off? god. I did. I took a breath and I had my buddy, really good friend. Yeah, I was like, hey, I'm really high. Can you just help me back? And, you know, just, you know, if you don't say anything, I won't say anything, sort of thing. Like, we all had that mutual, like, I'm not going to rat on you, don't rat on me, of sort course. of thing. Yeah. So, understanding not to snitch. Yeah. And I, I didn't snitch. And, um, yeah. He, he got me back and. They were like, all right, you're sick, it's fine, because I was puking, and they believed me because I was puking sick Next, later on. And, um, yeah, I didn't get to go, and it was probably a good thing because the whole crew came back with uh, really bad poison oak. Ah. They were in the fire, and they all got... Had to go through they it. They had to go through a burning poison oak patch, and they got fucked up. Yeah, it just if hurt. I, I had a, if I had... So I went the next week. Can you imagine poison oak burns? Oh, yeah, poison oak burns. No, some of them had they had scars. So I got lucky to miss that particular incident. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there you sure. go. Um, time I've been too stoned. Um, it's happened quite a few times in my life. I've been smoking for uh, a while now since I was 17. 30. I'm gonna be 32 this year. Um. And it, it always gets anxiety going for me because my heart will start to race. My thoughts will start to race. And then it's hard to just calm yourself back down. But I've learned something over the years, especially when you get too high, is just to remember that it will pass. Oh, yeah. Like, And that's something that I think a lot of people don't understand about drugs in general for the most part, the things that come from nature will pass, you know? It's just like, basically, it's just a toxic... Peyote, mushrooms, marijuana high, really getting super stoned. Uh, it'll all go away eventually, but you got to be able to stay in a calm state and kind of ride it out. Because if you don't, you're going to have a way worse time panicking yourself mm-hmm. and, and getting it all going. Um but yeah, what I just try to do is just calm myself the fuck back down and try to feel my feet on the ground. That's a good one, walking around. Um, reminds you that you're on the earth. You know, you're a part of it all. So, But yeah, be careful out there, folks. There's a lot of good drugs. You know, and you got to take them in proper dosages. Also, drink plenty of water. Agua. Shout out to hydrogen and oxygen. Yeah. Two hydrogen, one oxygen. Mm. Do you need some water, Michael? Oh, I would take some. There you go. Get that boy some water. Water. You imagine sitting around the bar in the future, and it's like, I want three cups for my friends. <laughs> and it's like, you want the good stuff? It's like, yeah. He pours you an ice cold glass of water. That's going to cost you $5 billion. <laughs> no, not that much, but it'll cost you fucking $100 or something. It's 100 bucks for water, like yeah. really good water. Look how clean it is. Yeah. Oh my god. They managed to wash the glasses first. I think it's just going to be at a point we'll start running out of the availability of just fresh water on the ground. You can make water without fishing. No, but we keep spreading so much that there's less and less every year places. Yep. That's why they drill into the ground to get into aquifers and shit. Um, It's a problem that we've had. That's how those sinkholes fucking go. Yep. Well, I mean, think about places like Flint, Michigan that don't have any fucking water anymore. Fracking. Fracking's such a weird fucking thing. Taking natural gas and turning it into a power source, which is all well and good, but when you do it near people, 
it causes fucking gas leaks in the in the earth. And that gas leak runs into your fucking water. <laughs> and eventually, your kid's fucking sitting there and you're catching your faucet on fire. <laughs> that shit has happened in more places. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, where the water's running and there's blue flames running off oh. of it. It's natural gas. Yeah. It's a runoff. And, and the problem is, is that most of these people don't live in high-income areas. They're in, like, moderate to lower income. Yep. And so they just tell them to fuck off or they tell them to go fight them in court, which they don't have the money to do. No. You know, they can have a city fight them in court, but then you have to have the city to agree. None, of, none of us, like, individually could do anything. No. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, that, that's what's so crazy about Flint, Michigan, is that that has been going on for years. Their water right. hasn't been drinkable. They've lived off of bottled water for it's for not a half a generation. Yeah, not a half a generation. It's, Ten years. It's crazy. Yeah. There's people still living there, like they haven't just left. Like as a natural disaster zone at this point. Well, it's like why people don't leave Detroit, man. Yeah. Detroit's a shithole now. Yeah. It's like one of the worst places to live in America. Yeah. But people have roots there, and people have family people and friends love there. Love Detroit. And. Well, yeah, I don't know if anybody loves Detroit. I mean, they might have an affair with Detroit and, you know, not call her the next day. I've never been to Detroit. There are people that never live there. Though. There are people that, or that leave there and move back because that's where they're home. There's people that don't want to live in Detroit, I guarantee it. Oh, no, I don't want to live in Detroit. That's not me. I'm not. Michael's like, I'm going to live in Detroit. Oh, uh, I love I love that Cleveland Detroit. commercial where they're oh, like so Cleveland. Good. At least we're not Detroit. <laughs> we're not Detroit. <laughs> that is the slogan of Cleveland. It's a special one. Yeah. At least we're not Detroit. That's fucking funny. I love vocal humor. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. But uh, yeah, no man. There's a lot of crazy places in America. We live in one. Eugene's pretty interesting. Uh, it has its charms to be certain. It's just so crazy. You can see a million different things in this town in like a year. Just yeah. like by fucking people watching. <laughs> They're about to have the giant championship showing up. There'll be a lot of people and... Uh, yeah, I guess they're gonna have some big trial. That's why they built that stadium exercise. They then, built that stadium to have the Olympic trials and to have mm -hmm. track and field uh, organizations. Because this town does not out. survive without that fucking university. Yeah. It's such a weird relationship with the university. If you go to the University of Oregon, it's okay. But, fuck you. <laughs> no, it's great. You're trying to get an education. Don't fucking piss outside and poop outside and carry on at three in the morning. Just don't be shitheads. Don't be Somebody's, assholes. Don't be assholes. Be nice. And maybe we the got this super loud, could you at least listen to something different? Well, we got this crazy theory that, you know, if these college kids were being watched by their parents sometimes, uh, they wouldn't act as fucking yeah. nuts like they do, bro. They throw crazy parties and they fucking get into crazy midnight yeah. drunken Fights Dude, I've almost been hit by several drunk drivers, so have both my parents here in town. Yeah. The university is needed. It's a necessity for the town to keep uh, going in the right direction. But the people that go to a university like that are usually, for the most part, a little better off. Mm -hmm. And they don't have that much respect for the fucking area around them. They just mm -hmm. shit and piss wherever they feel. Yeah. And the people that are townies that live there... Like, when they leave, you really enjoy that brief period. Uh, just quiet. Yeah, it's crazy right now because there's no school in session. So, so the summertime is actually, like, the calmness right before the storm in August. Yes. You just got done with the storm, so you get a quick breather. It's like you're in between rounds of Mike Tyson, you just got a quick breather. This guy slaps Vaseline, you gave you some more, like, you got this, bud. He's like, I'll go out It's like, I really don't want to destroy you, but I will. I don't. I wouldn't want to go in and listen to multiple rounds with Tyson doing it. No, I'd try to fight Mike Tyson just for the story. I'd rather get my ass kicked for for a round. I would love to learn and, and say, yeah, I tried to fight Mike Tyson, didn't work out. But I'd probably, if I had the opportunity, if it was a real fight, I'd probably try to get a coach and fucking train a little bit and learn, you know, how to beat him. He's an older man. Maybe I'll, I'll beat him on speed or something. 
He's so fast. He's so fast as fuck, man. Maybe not speed. Maybe also, on strength. Endurance is weirdly good too. Like maybe nice. I'll throw a leg kick at him when no one's looking. Yeah, this is Remember, this, crack. This is a dangerous, crafty old man. The hey, that guy on the plane. Man in the he world. had it all figured out. The guy that was fucking with Mike Pl- Tyson oh on the plane. Oh my god. He's like, hey Tyson, you ain't as good as you once were. You know what? I heard you raped a chick once. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> and he's like, motherfucker. Ah. <laughs> That's fucking he, crazy. He was patient with that motherfucker too. He gave him every opportunity to back it down must and realize happen. what the fuck he was doing. It must happen so often to fighters. You go Very out in the public. Fighters. You yeah. get on a fucking flight. You go to dinner. You know some shit. Some asshole that's been drinking usually is gonna be like, hey. Aren't you that UFC guy? Yeah. Aren't you that heavyweight champion of the world? I don't like you, fella. And because of these reasons, fisticuffs. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just like challenging the fastest hand in the West or the greatest swordsman in the world or whatever. Like, yeah. It's the exact same thing. Someone's always going to be stupid enough to do it. There was a crazy one where uh, the dude from the Boston Red Sox, I forget his name, Big Poppy, he's like a big baseball player. He was a big baseball player for them. He's from the Dominican Republic. And he went back down to the Dominican Republic to go visit friends and family. And while he was at a bar, someone shot his ass. What the fuck? Yeah, he didn't die. But he was like flown to the U.S. immediately. Like They took him to a hospital there and then they were like, let's get him to a better hospital. And they flew him to uh, Miami. They flew him to Miami uh, Hospital. But yeah, it was crazy because the, the it was not an attempt on his life, but I think it was somebody trying to make a name for themselves. You know, killing like yeah. a big baseball star. Stupidest thing. No but one he, that is his island, bro. Like everybody in the Dominican Republic loves this dude. So when they got a picture of him on the news, the guy that shot him, they yeah. were dead within two days. <laughs> that motherfucker was dead before anybody knew. Damn. Yeah, so don't go fucking shooting at people or challenging professional fighters to fights, folks. It's not going to work out for you. I don't think so. Why would you think it would? That was a whole Lee Harvey Oswald thing. There's a couple of people that have gotten some some shots off, you know. He still got killed at the end. Reagan, fucking Reagan got hit. You know, Lennon, we talked about him earlier. He got his shit shut up. That dude is never going to see the light of day. And also, he killed him to become famous, and neither of you guys fucking know his name hey, either. Hey, Bush had a shoe thrown at him. Yeah, Bush had a shoe thrown at that him. That dude shoot through both of his shoes. It was at hilarious because he thought. Awesome. Back when George Bush got the shoes thrown at him, the guy that threw him originally, the uh, the protester, he thought he was gonna hit on the first shoe. So when he dodged it, he's like, "I'm quick," you know. <laughs> he he dodges it. Shoe. He's like, "I'm from Texas. I'm quick." He dodges the shoe, <laughs> and the other guy's like, ah, shit, I'm out of ammo. Because, you, you know, you usually don't have two shoes in your hand when you're throwing a shoe. So he has to step down, whip off his other shoe real quick, and then try to throw The whole motion made him look stupid as fuck. He's like, I need more shoe ammo. He had to rip off his other shoe, and he's bad for the second time. He's like trying to dunk a clown in a fucking dunk tank. It's all over the place, man. That was so oh, man, I, I miss those days uh, when we thought that was as bad as it was going to get. Yeah, man. It's awesome to look back on politics like, that guy was a real piece of shit. And then you got 10 years later, you got the bigger piece of shit roll in. And now you're like, oh, that didn't seem like much at all, did it? No, <laughs> that wasn't so bad, was it? Yeah, the last guy almost threw over the, overthrew the government. <laughs> It's been a while since someone tried to do that here. Yeah, I mean, dude, you know, we like to act like we're all sophisticated as a country, but we are two or three bad riots away from fucking crumbling. Yeah. (laughs) No worries. I mean, you imagine getting a White Lives Matter rally, a Black Lives Matter rally, and a January 6th rally uh, (laughs) all together at once. Also have an abortionist rally, too. Why not? Fucking A. Dude, that one. Also, do, do save the sea turtles. Throw that in there, too. I love sea turtles, bro. Right? You you would riot for sea turtles. If I could ride one, I'd be fucking protesting. If one of them let me ride him and he would just swim in the ocean and I could be on his sea turtle back and I could be saying lines from Finding Nemo, I could be like, Shell-tastic, brah. 
You remember the little stoner turtles from Finding Nemo? Oh my god. He's like, you're gonna go out and you're gonna have a good time, but don't get sucked into the vortex. You won't have a good time. Yeah. The little turtle, I loved him. He was the best. His dad's a stoner. That's amazing. I was like, there needs to be more stoned thought. fathers out there, folks. My father was stoned. Yeah, I well, my dad drank, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. My dad didn't drink pretty much until I was an adult, but he picked up the habit pretty easy. Drinking's an easy habit to have. It is. Promise is the more it's you hard drink, to keep the more you up. Like it. It's hard to keep up, man. Once you hit that that plateau of drunkness, you got to do something harder. <laughs> I remember when I was drinking, I drank what my dad drank, and that was Seagram's Gin, which is really hard Ooh, liquor to I fucking sit there and yeah. do day in and day out. It's not a good I did that. It's all right. Uh, I did that for years, and then I started running out of money because it was more expensive, so I just started going to cheap vodka. And uh, you can just drink so much vodka because there's no flavor. There is no flavor to vodka. It's like fucking water. You can just chug it, and that's exactly. the terrible part of it. Is that? Yep. It's not water. <laughs> it's oh, not water, well, folks. Then the bad times happen when you just replace all your water with vodka. You're right about that. Especially right. if it's hot. Oh god. Man, I've done that so many times when I was drinking, where I'd wake up and the bottle would be by my bed. And you just take a, a hot swig of hot liquor in the morning. Wake up. Yeah. Hot liquor. God. I used to do that, too. God, that's such a wake-up call. <laughs> if you weren't ready, you were go you were about to get You are about to be ready, or your stomach was about to betray you, and you were about to be... It's worse. I used to do shots of fucking, like, warm Jaeger for breakfast. Uh, yeah, I would... Would, would you guys Licorice? Do oh. Yeah. Would you guys do over the toilet? Like, I would go... I would crawl to the toilet, and then I'd do it, because... Oh yes, no, after like staying everywhere. up all night and drinking and partying and working and, and waking up first thing in the morning to do more work and that's how you start your day. I was so bad that I got to the point where I was like I planning out, I was planning out my puking schedule. Like I was like, yeah, I'll puke a little bit here, get my stomach right, and then I'll go to work and then I'll puke a little bit there and I'll get my stomach even better. And then by the yeah. time I get off, I'll puke right before I get to the liquor store. And then I'll have all the acid and vodka out of my stomach. Just ready time to buy more. To get more. Fuck, man. Dude, good on you for realizing your issue, man. Right I knew on. I had it for years, but I was sitting there playing like I could fuck around and parlay it into just drinking normally and trying to drink a little less. And I, I did all those roads and I was like, you know what? It'd be just really cool if you didn't drink for a little while. And then a little while turned into almost five months now, and it's getting to be a lot better, man. Life change, man. That's what was crazy about this uh, that documentary that I watched uh, the last time. I was, I was telling Trevor about this documentary I watched on uh, Blind Melon. They're the guys that came up with that song. Uh, yeah. All I can say is my life is pretty plain. Oh yeah. I, I, so the the lead singer. Yeah, right, that's the name of the song. Something. Is but the, the lead singer, game? well, no, we did uh, Ford versus Ferrari. That's right. Yeah, he's stoned. Stoned. Sorry. But um, what the movie was about was about the lead singer, really, and how he, you know, started slowly spiraling back into drugs and alcohol and shit. He was like real happy when he was small time with his bandmates just playing in the garage and shit. The second they started getting a lot of notoriety and they, you know, came out with a number one hit, he like broke his sobriety for the first time in like eleven months. And you could hear it on his, like, voicemail when he was talking. He was just, like, so disappointed in himself. I was like, God damn it, man. And it's just so weird because I've gone to AA now, and it's like, you can hear these motherfuckers in your head when you're thinking about drinking. Mm -hmm. Like, the people in AA are just kind of in the back of your mind, like, yeah, don't do it, man. It's not worth it. I have a friend who I think is reaching... Um Almost two years sober, maybe it's just one year. Yeah. But uh, and yeah, they they say that it's probably the best decision they've ever made. Yeah, and I mean, no no problems with people that drink alcohol and shit. Trevor drinks. Most people drink. I drank for seventeen years. I've had to but, cut my drinking back several times. But yeah, I think at some points it starts to get out of hand, and then eventually, before you realize it, you're drinking every fucking moment of the day. Or you're just not drinking when you're at work, you know, which is, you know, that's kind of a problem, too. I just but said. At least I don't drink on the job anymore. 
again, you know, that's the reason I left my life. Uh, I was let go from my last job. Not not left. Uh, yeah, that's why one of the problems I had when I was working at the kitchen. I had to. I stopped myself from drinking on the job. And then I got fired. It's hard. It's hard to drink in a kitchen because it's so fucking hot. But in the restaurant industry, especially, drinking is a rampant problem. So mm-hmm. is cocaine. Cocaine yes. and drinking are huge I knew problems in restaurants. Cocaine. People who both like quit cocaine and who were still doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's because when you work at a restaurant, you know the people that work there become your fucking family, dude. You, you spend so much time around them, and you get to know their lives, and you get to know them. You get to know lots of stuff about those people. Sometimes you work in the kitchen, man. Yep. There you do. Oh yeah, the best place to start a relationship is definitely at a job you work in a kitchen. No, it's, it's the worst. Fuck that. It's the worst. Well, I think we got around to all the topics today. Trevor, you about ready to play us out? Yeah, if you got do you guys have any last news things? Jeffrey about? Epstein didn't do it. It was an inside job. <laughs> oh, we uh we did have a thing about the, the can yesterday. The can? The can do attitude. No. No, I do not remember this at all. These guys are just so stoned right now. Okay. I'm trying to give them an out. Too. I'm trying to give them an out, but Trevor just won't take it. Right, I'm just gonna play guitar. <laughs> Sorry. Do it, Can man. Give me that yellow box. Thanks. <laughs> it's like watching a dude try to get a condom on. I also got. I also <laughs> it's got interesting like, that you would be watching that, but no judgments. Well, Chris. well, from your own perspective, I yeah. think it's always interesting to watch a dude try to put a condom on. That's, you know, yourself is funny. That's fair. Because you're just sitting there like, ah, shit, I gotta mess with the wrapper. Which way does it roll out? Okay, hold on. Ah, shit, it fell down. Let me pick it up real quick. Let me try to stretch it out and put some weight on that. Do you think that's bad? I've had to show several uh, women at work how to put on finger condoms. And that's... The fuck are finger condoms? So, like, finger condoms? Like, the ones that are just, like, it's like a glove material, but you just put it over the finger you've cut. Yeah. Oh. And it's, like, it's tight, so it also helps stop the bleeding. Weird. Do you not have those in your kitchens? Nah, bro. Man, yeah. No, you basically, basically take uh, tape and you wrap your hand in a glove. Oh, that's the thing is, uh, that's what you, sometimes if you're like a dishwasher, you still have to do that. You throw the finger caught on and then you tape over it so the water doesn't just flood in there. Yeah. yeah that's Anywho, nice. let's go, Trevor. <laughs> Shout out dishwashers. Shout out Woo. dishwashers of America. Fuck yeah, man. They need it. We couldn't eat without clean dishes, folks. They do an important job. Here we go. guys are uh, feeling real nice right now. We're about to get some food and get ready for tomorrow. Tomorrow's another work day. Everyone, tomorrow's my Friday. There you go, man. Rock and roll. All right, Mike, it's always great having you here, man. Trevor? Everyone drink water. Play nice. Sometimes. Be good. Be good. All right, folks. This has been Two Lonely Boys. We'll see you next time. Out. Guess we won't see him, huh?